Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that it is alive and it's filled with power. And we ask you to speak to our hearts tonight, and we give you thanks for it. Ahead of time, in the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. Amen. Well, um, we got through verse uh, 6 last week, so we're going to start out in verse 7. And I'm going to read right on through the end of the chapter. Notice with me, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Now in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. That sounds like John 3.16, doesn't it? Herein is love, not that we loved God, amen, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, and He does, we ought also to love one another. Verse 12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another... God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. Amen. And we have known and seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son into the world to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever, I like that, don't you? Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. In other words, if you are a person that has made Jesus your Lord and Savior, God's dwelling in you. Or love is dwelling in you. And we have known and believed, have confidence in, have faith in, And trust in, hear it. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Has God showed you any favor, any mercy, any grace, or any love throughout your life? I wish I could get a witness in this Holy Ghost church. God is love, goes on to say. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. You are on tremendous territory When you're in God and God is dwelling in you. (coughs) Excuse me. Now notice, in verse 17 he said, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, what? (coughs) As he is, so are we. So what's the context of The message tonight, that God is love. And so as He is, so are we. In other words, we are to imitate love as dear children. Now, there's no way that we can walk in the God kind of love unless we do dwell in Him. Unless we have an intimate, accurate knowledge of the Lord. 
Now I want to say something before that we move on because this is very, very important. I believe that with all of my heart that intimacy with God will enable you to walk in a dimension of love that perhaps up to this time you have not walked in. Because when you have intimacy with love, love rubs off on you. When you have an intimate relationship with your husband or your wife, they impact your life. There is an impression of love upon our hearts and upon our lives. But we must hang with Him. We must dwell in Him. We must abide in Him. Because if we do not abide in Him, the love of God will not be perfected in our lives. There's no way. There are too many distractions. There are too many opportunities for strife. There are too many opportunities for carnality that are available in the world. For you and I to walk in the realm of the miraculous, which is the realm where God lives. And that walk is a walk of love. Are you listening? So the more intimate we are with him by being in the word, by praying in the spirit, by worshiping him in spirit and in truth, the more that we get To know Him, the greater impartation of His love is in our lives. Close to God. Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God will do three things. And more, I'm sure. These are not the only three. These are just three. But if you will have, and I will have intimacy with God, here's what will happen. It will meet all of our needs. When you pal up with Him, and you sell out your life to Him, He will see to it that your needs are met. Now here's another thing. Man and women, when they're born into this earth, into this world, are born with a God void. Once people reach the age of accountability... And they go their own way, if you will. There comes into their hearts a void. There comes into their heart an emptiness. And men and women in humanity look for several areas to fill that void. Entertainment, drugs, sex, whatever the case may be. Why? Because there's a search going on. And that's why some people get into false religions. They get hooked up with the wrong God. There is no God like our God. I'm telling you, Buddha is not our God. Muhammad is not our God. Sun Young Moon is certainly not our God. But people that I know of that are in ministry today, that have huge churches... 
spent years and years going on some sort of mystical seeking journey. The Beatles called it a magical mystery tour. George Harrison went to India to try to fill that void. Keith Richard shot heroin in his arms for years trying to fill that void. Today, Lady Gaga is out of this world trying to fill that void. But you will find and you will discover that there is no one, nothing that can fill the void but God and love Himself. Come on, somebody. He is the answer to all human emptiness. And as a Christian, you can run on empty. I know what it's like to run on empty. I've done it. I hate it. But it's nobody's fault but mine. And when a person starts to run on empty as a Christian, there needs to be a refueling. There needs to be a refilling. There needs to be a fresh dose of the presence of God, not only in a corporate service like this, but in the privacy of your own bedroom, in the privacy of your own automobile, but be being filled with the Spirit. And that comes by pressing through the distractions and saying, you know what? We are going to be in the Word. We are going to pray in tongues. We are going to worship. And as we do these things on a consistent basis, it will fill up all emptiness. Oh, there's Christians today that feel empty. And have been filled with the Spirit at one time. And could, if everyone started speaking in tongues, could speak in tongues. But just because you were filled doesn't mean you are filled. There needs to be... Brother Hagin said it like this. We must have constant infillings of the Spirit. Constant, fresh experiences with the Lord. And you know what? That's where we are heading as a church. I am sensing in my spirit, and I will share some things Sunday morning, but I'm sensing in my spirit a deeper saturation point of the presence of God coming upon our congregation. In everything that we do, in the teaching of the Word, in the worship, in the gifts of the Spirit, it is saturation time. And that's corporately. But individually... Why don't we just press through the distractions of this life and do what is necessary to maintain the glow so that we can stay in the flow? Listen, friend, if you will stay in the flow of the Spirit, you'll be immediately led by the Spirit. If you will develop intimacy with God and you are on talking terms with Him, He will show you things. He will reveal things. Even maybe when you're not looking for them. But out of fellowship and out of relationship and out of intimacy. How many of you want to become a friend of God? A friend of God receives inside information from the Lord. 
So there doesn't have to be all this striving and all these steps and all these points to being led by the Spirit of God. The major key is get on your knees, get on your face, live a life that is sold out to God. And He'll show you things to come. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you where to go. He'll show you where not to go. He'll show you who to hook up with. He'll show you not to hook up with some people. He'll show you what car to buy, what car not to buy. Yes, He will. He's interested in all the intimate details of our lives, but it will require a sellout on our part. And it is not something that is difficult to do. If you will set your spirit... And set your affections on Him. You will discover that His commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not burdensome. Walking with God is not walking with some sort of Egyptian taskmaster. Walking with God is walking with love Himself. Mm. Intimacy with God, will fill every empty spot in a person's life. Christian or non-Christian. Amen. All right. The third thing then that intimacy with God will do, who is love, say it with me, God is love. Intimacy with God will heal all hurts. Intimacy with God will bring the oil and the wine and an outpouring of His love and His grace into the brokenness of our lives. And I dare say that all of us have experienced brokenness. And we can make faith confessions and we can say, I'm whole and I'm healed and that's awesome and that's good and we should. And yet on the inside, people's lives, people's hearts are broken. But Jesus has come to heal the broken in heart. And so if you are hurting in an area of your life, don't go to Dr. Phil. As much as I like Oprah, Oprah does not have all the answers. Can I get a witness in this, at least, word church? Go to Him. Go to Him. Him is the answer. Him is the way. Him is the truth. And Him is, in fact, the life. Amen? So in verse 17, herein is our love made perfect or allowed To come to fullness or to completion. Amen. Amen. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. How many of you know that there's coming a time where we're going to go eye to eye before the Lord? God wants us to be bold when we come before the judgment seat of Christ. And by by the way, the judgment seat of Christ is really known as the Bema seat in the Greek. And the Bema seat means to us the rewards are passed out at the judgment seat of Christ. 
Well, when I go before the Lord, I want to hear, well done. I do not want to hear, well. Or, I do not want to hear, undone. Do you? I want to hear, well done. Now listen, thou good and faithful servant. To have boldness in the day of judgment is going to, on our part, require faithfulness on this side of the veil. Herein is our love made perfect, or it comes to completion. Amen? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Listen, friend, the best thing that we all can do is develop the love walk. Do you have some developing to do in that area? We all do. And so he says that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, as he is, what is he? He's love. Now, I think it's interesting. This is as he is, who is love. That's the context of tonight's message as he is. So he says, so are we. In other words, whatever he is, so am I. Whatever he does, so will I. So as he is, so are we. He was the light and is the light. But you and I, we are the light of the world. So I thought you'd enjoy that. (coughs) All right, now. Verse 18. There is what? Everyone say, we have entered in to a no fear zone. There is no fear in love. Oh, glory to God. That means that there is no fear in God. Therefore, God is in you. And when you walk in intimacy with Him and develop your love walk, fear is no longer an issue. There ain't no fear. Say that twice. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in me. Amen. Now, why? Now, notice we're talking about a complete love. When, when, the, when the word says perfect love, that means love that has come to maturity. And that's the road we're on. We're all growing up. So, there's no fear in love, but perfected love does what to fear? It casts out all fear. Because fear... Has what? Fear has torment. Fear brings with it the thought of punishment, doesn't it? Fear has torment. It's it's a tormenting spirit. I mean, to be so afraid of things and have all these phobias. I mean, just listen to some of the phobias that uh, were listed in this one book. And this is not even a tenth of them. Fear of noise. Fear of heights. Fear of animals, fear of needles, fear of opinions. That would come under the fear of man. And the fear of man, Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare. Amen? Well, we better look at that because some of you are not sure. Proverbs 29, 25. And if I got it wrong, forgive me. Fear of opinions, fear of dust, 
Fear of floods. What is acrophobia? Fear of spiders. Some people have the fear of numbers. And I'm not talking about the book of numbers. The fear of flutes. Flutes. I, you know, I get a little concerned when I see a clarinet, but not a flute. And then there's... I'm not saying this to be funny, but it's written here. The fear of vile odors. <laughs> or the fear of ventriloquist dummies. Now, that sounds absolutely crazy. And the devil is nuts. And he will bring thoughts of fear to everyone's mind that if thought upon long enough and entertained long enough will become a stronghold. But let's deal with this Proverbs 29.25. Did I get it right or wrong? Proverbs 29.25. I guess I already missed it. But I want us to read that one. Go ahead. Let's read. It says, The fear of man, a snare. Who wants to be snared? The fear of man brings a snare. But read the rest. But whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Amen. Amen. So, the root of all fear will cause a person to live and to go through life just completely a nervous wreck. And that is why it's so important to have intimacy with God. I want to talk to you just a little bit. I'm going to read the rest of this and we'll get into chapter 5 next week. But he says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. <clears throat> because fear has what? Torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him <clears throat> not because we first loved him, but we loved him because he first loved us. And if a man say, I love God, <clears throat> and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? And then verse 21, go ahead and read, and I'm going to clear my voice. Ready, read. <clears throat> love your bro. Love your sis. And notice it doesn't say, love the brethren that are lovable. Or love the sisters that are lovable. There is a lot of loving people. But just as sure as there's a lot of loving people, there's people that are difficult to love. And if you try to love them out of here, you'll fail every time. But if you will love them from here... Out of the love of God that is shed abroad in your heart, guess what? You will succeed in this walk called love. I believe this. How many of you know that when you go fill up with gas, there's different pumps and they have different levels of octane? Is that right? I think one is 87, another one is 89, and the other one is 90, 91, 92, whatever. 
So the 87, now if you have a, a four-cylinder car, the 87's just fine. But how many of you know a four-cylinder car is not going to take you as quickly to a destination as a Mercedes-Benz is? Now get this out of your mind. I don't drive either one. But there is something to the kind of automobile that you drive which determines the kind of octane that you put in it. You do not want to put low octane in a BMW. You don't want to put low octane in a Cadillac. You want to put the very best. Why? So that that machine can operate at its premium potential. Come on, somebody. And the will of God is for you and me to become high-octane Christians. You may be at 87 right now. And that's good. That's better than 60. But 87 is just the beginning. I said it's just the beginning. It's just the start. And as you are faithful at that level of love and that level of light you're walking in and you know about, God will bump you up. I said, God will bump you up. I said, God will bump you up. Love lifted me. Woo! Glory to God. He'll bump you up. He'll give you a promo. Now get money out of your head. Get cars out of your head. Because in the kingdom of God, there are proving times. And there are testing times. And your love and my love will be tested to the hilt. And if that test is not passed, and if it's F and failed constantly, we will take it again. And I'm not saying that God sends the test. Sometimes the tests are divine setups. It's just a different kind of test. But if you'll be faithful right where you're at. I mean, where the love of God is concerned, you may just have a little bud so far. But if you'll be faithful at the level you're at, God will bump you up. I said God will bump you up. And if you'll be faithful at that level... He'll take you all the way up to 92 or 93. Listen very carefully. I believe this. That love, who is God, has all sorts of divine connections, divine assignments, divine ministries in His heart For his people. He has foredained. Before the foundation of this world. Paths for us to dwell in. He has given us. A designated course. And he wants us to be faithful on that course. And as he sees faithfulness. He will increase your responsibility. He will give you an assignment. That you couldn't handle. If you were at 87. 
He will give you an assignment that you couldn't handle if you were at 89. We could call this message, Become a High Octane Christian. And the octane is the love of God. Because love never fails. Walk in the life of God. Walk in the light of God. Walk in the love of God. And let Him promote you and bump you up. Now when I talk about promotion, and when I talk about being bumped up, don't get carnal. Because you being promoted in the position you are at right now could mean an increase of power in your life. An increase of anointing in your life. To do the things that you're currently doing at a 93% rather than an 87%. And when you start doing things at a 93% rather than 87%, you know what that spells to me, PT? That spells increase. I said that spells increase. God wants to increase you. He wants to bless you. But there are tests that are coming. Now, one of the ways that you can maintain this walk of love, and I know this for sure, is just to shut your mouth. I mean, just zip the lip. When thy flesh wants to spout off, zip it. Don't open it unless you're going to pray in tongues. There are certain things that come up to me repeatedly in certain areas and certain arenas. Things that I have to cast down. Imaginations and images. And it has to do with relationships. Not my wife. But I am determined in my heart that once and for all I am not going to yield to this beast one inch underneath my my nose I've determined in my heart that when in the natural realm I want to say something I'm going to flip over to 1 Corinthians 13 in my spirit and say I'm patient I endure long I'm kind And you know what? If Pastor Mark can do that, you can do that. Say it with me. I desire desire to become a high octane octane with full responsibility and full anointing in my life. Let me talk to you just a few more moments. These fears. There's no fear in love. You know, the whole theme of the book of 1 John is love. But did you know that this great apostle of love wasn't always known as the great apostle of love? As a matter of fact, he was one of the sons of thunder. John and James. My two sons' names. And he had to grow. He had to develop. But look at him now. Look at him now, mentoring children, young men, and young women in the love of God. I tell you, last Sunday was Father's Day, and and I wanted to avoid the emotion of it because both of our sons are gone, and I just didn't want to go there. You saw how emotional I got when I made the announcement that James was leaving, and so I just preached a real strong message on vision. 
But one of the things that I learned from my spiritual father, and you would think that it would be a multitude of things, which I did. But the primary thing that I learned from my spiritual father was to walk in love. Walk in love. Was he a great man of faith? Absolutely. Was he a great man of the spirit? Absolutely. But he never would have been if he was not, first of all, a man of great love. And humility. Amen. So, just a reminder, we're walking in the spirit. Now, notice with me quickly, if you would, over at Psalms 34. How many of you know that the fear of lack knocks on the door of people's hearts? One person said it like this. If you tolerate fear on any level, it will contaminate your faith. So fear tolerated contaminates faith. Fear gives the enemy access into your life. And then once a person yields to fear, they usually yield to doubt and unbelief. We know that it's impossible to please God without what? Without faith. But I want you to notice in Psalm 34, in verse 1 through verse 4, he said, I will bless the Lord. Any blessers of the Lord in this place? I'm going to bless him. How about you? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. His praise shall be in my mouth Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. His praise shall be in my heart when we sing the right songs at church. His praise shall be in my heart when Brother Richardson sings. Now it is, and it should be, and that's the way it should be, but not occasionally. His praise shall continually. Continually. That's right, LaDoris. Continually. We're praisers. We are born to praise Him. And praise will raise you. And help you develop intimacy with God who is love. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. Let's just praise Him for just about 30, 40 seconds. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord with all of our heart. We magnify your name, Lord. That's right. You can get excited about the things of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's nothing too big for our God. He's bigger than every mountain. He's bigger than every disease. He's bigger than any relationship problem. Our God is a big God. Praise Him and worship Him. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praise Him when it's cold. Praise Him when it's hot. Praise Him when there's food. Praise Him when there's scarcity. Praise Him when the bills are paid. Praise Him before the bills are paid. Praise Him while you're writing the checks out. Praise ye the Lord. Give Him glory and honor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling it. Something's happening up in here. Something's happening in this church. The atmosphere is changing. 
Anybody can praise while the walls are down. But God's looking for praisers who will walk around Jericho's walls, which represent the circumstances of our lives, and just say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Lord, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Thank you, Lord, that this wall's not too big for me. I'm going to fall that wall, Mr. Devil, and it's going to come down because of the presence of God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. He says, my soul, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. You know, it's not wrong to boast in the Lord. Just give him all the glory. Make sure that he's sanctified in our midst. Give him all the praise. And then just boast in the goodness of God. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He brought dent cancellation into my life. And what he's done for one, he'll do for all. Let's boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. All boasting is excluded when the law of faith working by love is the vehicle through which our words come forth. Amen? I never said that before, and I'm not sure I could say it again. But being interpreted is this. When you're boasting in the Lord... And you're giving Him glory. And you're giving Him honor. And you're sanctifying Him. And you're putting Him first. There's no such a thing as boasting. Now men and women might think you're boasting. But you know your heart. Because it is under an exclusion clause. clause. And that exclusion clause is the law of faith. And it's motivated by love. So when I give a testimony, it's motivated by the law of love. It's motivated by the law of faith. And you know what that does? That brings things up. That brings hope. That brings encouragement. That brings strength into the hearers. Folks, we overcome by the blood of Christ and by the word of our testimony. There needs to be some more testifying up in here. There needs to be some more testifying of the goodness of Almighty God. I can't help it. I start teaching. I get excited and start preaching. But you're getting it. And I won't apologize for it. Now men will think you're boasting. But you mark it down. The men that come after you for giving God glory are jealous men. They are men and women that are living on a lower level and they're jealous of anyone that comes up you know what there's not much you can do about people like that but I tell you what you can do you can love them I said you can love them you can forgive them you can bless those that curse you you can do good to those that harm you amen you can buy them a birthday gift amen glory to God I get to preaching it's hard to stop now notice very quickly. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and they be glad. Read verse 3 with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Let's do what? <laughs> hey. Verse 4. Now notice. 
in context of what's been saying, intimacy with God, he said, I sought the Lord. Is that your mission in life? To be a seeker of the Lord? I sought the Lord and the Lord heard me. Not only did he hear me, but he delivered me. (laughs) I sought him. He heard me and he delivered me from one third of my fears. From one tenth of them. It's like the person said, Lord, you know, you just you just take half my burdens. I can handle the other half. The good news is he doesn't want you to handle any of those burdens. He's the great burden bearer. Cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Seek him. He'll hear you. He'll deliver you. Now notice from all. All. A double L. All my fears. Don't let the creditors intimidate you. Most of those people that are calling your house are illegally calling your house. Don't let the spirit of this world now become responsible and do what you need to do. But you do not have to bow your knee to some hot shot calling from Atlanta, Georgia or Miami, Florida hassling you about a bill that you haven't paid. And if you want to learn more about that, go to Financial Peace University. Ingrid Robinson's doing a great job with that. It is awesome. And, you know, understand this, that prosperity happens through a number of avenues. One of the best things that we can do as Christians is arm ourselves with knowledge of the Word plus knowledge in the natural that will combine with that and enable us, praise God, to get out of debt. And then... Just trust God all the way. Trust God all the way. I'm glad to be here tonight. I sought the Lord. He heard me. He delivered me from all my fears. Now, here's here's a word from the Lord. And you need to receive this. We're not going to preach much longer. We must resist the spirit of fear... Knowing that fear is not okay. You will be told by some well-meaning people, and you don't need to correct them. Just know in your spirit that it's not right. Right? And what isn't right is people will tell you, well, now, wait a minute. A little fear is healthy. Well, I grant you the fear of the Lord is healthy. But where in the Word of God does it say that a little bit of fear is healthy? Now, when we're talking about common sense, there are things that, you know, you just don't do. You don't walk out in the middle of a freeway. That's common sense. That's just having your head screwed on right. But I want you to notice, in closing, the company that fear keeps. Look with me at Revelation 22. Look at the company that fear keeps. And ask yourself, do I want one of these as my bedfellows? Do I want to bed up and buddy down with the company that fear keeps? I don't think you do. In Revelation 22, verse 7. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm not sure I have the scripture. Revelation 21. Thank you, honey. 
7 and 8. Thank you. He that overcometh. Is that us? Yes. Is that you? Yes. That's me. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. But the fearful. And that's not us. Say it with me. That ain't me. It says, but the fearful and unbelieving. Unbelief goes along with fear. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice the company that the fearful keeps. That ain't us. And that may not be closing on a positive point, but it is sobering. And what we'll close on tonight is be by you standing up and making some declarations and saying this with me together. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Say it with me. For God, for love, has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. I am not subject to the spirit of fear, which produces bondage. But I am subject to the spirit of love, to the spirit of faith that always succeeds and that overcomes the world, the flesh and the devil. I prophesy tonight. I'm walking in, I'm purposing in my heart to walk in a greater dimension of the love of God. I declare by faith, I'm a high octane man of God or woman of God. Let's give him praise. Come on. (laughs) Glory to God.